0: So what I did next is I, I went to Google like any, mm-hmm. any millennial grandson would do and typed in clothes for my grandmother. That's less painful to put on. And I found a couple websites that promised to make the process safer and easier and less painful, ordered a few things, sent it to my grandmother. And when it got to her, she refused to try anything on. And I asked her why she simply said, too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that was really the start of us deciding Let's focus on apparel. Let's make clothing that is beautiful and comfortable and fashion-forward and modern that folks want to wear, that is in line with their identity, in line with what they've always worn, but makes that process of dressing safer, easier, and more dignified.
1: Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style. If you are a caregiver for a senior or taking care of someone who has issues with incontinence or mobility issues, you may have run across an issue with clothing and easy accessibility and not only that, but fashionable clothing. So that is a huge market that um, a lot of us have never thought about. So today's guest is going to talk about clothing that is for people, specifically for people who have these needs. And it's Jimmy Zolo. You may remember him from maybe about a year and a half he was on. His company is Joe and Bella. And I'm going to introduce him and have him tell us what's been going on in the past year and a half and the switch that they've made or some changes they've seen between what they were selling in Joe and Bella and getting more into this adaptive clothing. So I think it's really interesting, and this is a a great episode. Jimmy is the founder and CEO of Joe and Bella, and it's the first modern adaptive apparel brand for older adults. And I think we just need to jump into it. So welcome, Jimmy.
0: Hey, thank you so much for having me back. Excited to uh, share the updates.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear everything. And well, why don't we just do a quick recap? Tell us about Joe and Bella. What is your company? How it was inspired? And we'll also link back to your first interview too, but tell us about it. Fantastic.
0: So we originally started during the height of the pandemic and my grandmother had dementia and she was in a wheelchair and we were helping care for her. She was in a memory care community outside of Chicago. And the original idea was simply, let's make sure that Folks in my grandmother's community and communities like her wouldn't run out of essentials during the pandemic. So I went on about a 48-hour coffee binge, taught myself how to build a website, convinced McKesson to partner with us, and set up a website that allowed for automatic reordering of the essentials. And that's what we thought Joe and Bella was going to be, just a really easy way to help a loved one in a care community or senior housing. But that really shifted after we had spoken. A few things happened. Well, the first was a few folks requested that we put apparel on the site. So we added some and within three months, 90% of our sales were were clothing and apparel. So that was the first sort of aha, oh, this is interesting moment. But what happened next and was definitely most meaningful was I was FaceTiming with my grandmother. And when I say FaceTiming, a caregiver at her community was nice enough to FaceTime with me and, and set it up so I could talk to my grandmother. And my grandmother was cold, so the caregiver went to, to help her put on a sweater. And I'll never forget what happened next. She dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> it, was, oh, no. uh, it was the first time in my life I'd ever heard my grandmother swear. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know she knew that type of language. So it was it was shocking. It was surprising. But what had happened, the pain of simply having to move her arm back a little bit to get into the sleeve and to get dressed was just excruciatingly painful, that it brought her to tears. Mm -hmm. And I would later find out that she was so in pain from having to move around that she would stop drinking water so that she wouldn't have to go to the bathroom, that Mm -hmm. she was taking all of these really small, subtle steps to, to limit her pain. And I remember just being so incredibly frustrated because that pain to me felt Unnecessary, that there ought to be a better way to, to help her get dressed, to help her get undressed, to help her go to the bathroom so that she doesn't need to live with that level of pain day in and day out. And frankly, multiple times during the day. So what I did next is I, I went to Google, like any, mm-hmm. any millennial grandson would do and typed in clothes for my grandmother. That's wow. less painful to, to put on. And I found a couple websites that promised to make the process safer and easier and less painful ordered a few things, sent it to my grandmother. And when it got to her, she refused to try anything on. And I asked her why she simply said, too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that was really the start of us deciding let's focus on apparel. Let's make clothing that is beautiful and comfortable and fashion forward and modern that folks want to wear that is in line with their identity in line with what they've always worn, but makes that process of dressing safer, easier, and more dignified. And so that's what we're up to now. And that's what uh, we've been doing for the last year. And we've got some exciting updates coming now.
1: That's great. And I love it that you saw that need and just kind of pivoted and went with it because I think that is an overlooked segment of the market. And there are so many people who who need clothes like this for so many reasons. And that's it's so sad to think of someone not drinking water because they don't want to have to go to the bathroom because it's painful and it's difficult and everything. So, I love that. You had that aha moment, and here we are now. So let's kind of get into what exactly, what is adaptive clothing? So
0: adaptive clothing is any type of apparel that has one or multiple alterations that can make the process getting dressed easier. So it could be something as simple as maybe the buttons are magnetic instead of traditional buttons. So if someone has extreme arthritis or Parkinson's, things will button right up as opposed to actually having to go and do each button individually. Or, you know, Velcro sneakers are a form of adaptive apparel. For us, when we when we think about designing an adaptive apparel, we, we want to be conscious of a few things. Number one is that Older bodies uh, have different needs than younger bodies. And when you look in the news, you'll see lots of adaptive apparel brands are out there, but pretty much all of them are focusing on younger demographics. Uh, Kim Kardashian, for example, and Skims just launched their own adaptive apparel line. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good thing for us. It's bringing more awareness to the space. In the sure. Mm-hmm. But what a 25-year-old woman would wear is very different than what a 90-year-old woman would Wear. So mm-hmm. the type of fabric, the type of fit, the, the, the just the way our skin changes as we age, we need to be conscious of in design. And so our apparel really has two goals. The first is it's all about extending independence. So reinforcing existing habits and behaviors to make that process of getting dressed and undressed really easy. So it's about making maybe armholes larger than normal or closer to the front of the shirt than they normally are. So an individual doesn't have to reach back. It's about using magnetic snaps or having extra uh, stretchy fabric at certain parts. So it's not, you're not trying to really pull something on up over a part of the body that that isn't going to bend or move in a specific way. So it's number one, it's about extending that independence. And for, for individuals who dressing independently is no longer an option, it's about easing the challenge of assisted care and assisted dressing so if you need a caregiver whether that's professional or caregiver to help professional or family to help you get dressed it's about just making sure that's easier the number one workers comp issue right now in senior housing is about transitions, which means getting someone up into a wheelchair to the, to the toilet to get them up to change. So this is a, this is a big issue. I and mean, with such a big caregiver shortage, making sure that caregivers have enough time to help an individual dress properly is going to keep them healthy and safer too. So it's, it, it works both ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. You were earlier when we were talking the products are coming out and you did a photo shoot in L.A. So I want to hear more about this story. I want you to share this.
0: <laughs> yes. So we have a photo shoot coming up next week, which we are so absolutely excited about. Our first two products are about to come to market, uh, depending on when this releases. Uh, if you go to joanbella.com, we'll be up and live in July. But we knew we wanted a specific type of model, one that we wanted to make sure we weren't running away from a person's age we wanted to show uh, our audience as they are except we want to make sure we were aspirational in in those ethos as well as empowering and I think a lot of brands um, that target this specific demographic often miss that they either will you know show a 40 year old kite surfing and pretend that's an appropriate way to market to 90 year olds or they go the other end of the spectrum and maybe uh, present older adults in an undignified or almost Ageism way, and so finding the right models for us was a challenge, and we ended up reaching out to just about every single modeling agency we could find in California, requesting um, a really broad range of, hey, well, anyone who is over the age of sixty, let, let us know, and we would get images back of, of folks in their twenties and thirties, and and uh, folks with. Muscle-bound bodies running on the beach, and just just nothing remotely appropriate for, no. for what we were going for. And we would still then call, call and try and argue and try and explain what we were going for. And there was this just bizarre disconnect with the modeling agencies and what it means to be an older adult. And maybe maybe we should have realized that going in based on um, how a lot of brands are forced to market older adults in this country. But um, it was. It was a frustrating experience. So what we ended up doing was we we turned to Instagram. And we just started searching on Instagram. And we eventually stumbled on a hashtag that was called long gray hair. <laughs> and we clicked on it. And we found a few folks that were just the coolest looking older adults we've ever seen with really beautiful, long gray hair. We DM them and they'll, they'll be our models for the first shoot. And they meet our brand guidelines, which are all about being true to the age of our audience, but also about being aspirational and empowered. Um and so we're really excited to to share with you all the results when it's when it's ready to go in a couple of weeks.
1: That's amazing. I can't wait to see it. And I agree, there is definitely a disconnect in how we market products to older adults. And I know on, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, there's always ads going through and I you know, they catch me if it's about makeup or skincare, but they'll show doing this. Oh, this is anti-wrinkle, whatever, and they're using it, the model's 20 years old. Well, she doesn't have wrinkles yet. <laughs> <laughs> wait till she's 58 but it is kind of frustrating because we should be celebrating people at whatever age they are and when we had talked earlier about you know baby boomers being this huge group coming up um, aging each day and having a lot of uh, a lot of the money too so it's like why don't we market appropriately to to these older adults
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Look, 10,000 Americans turn 70 every single day. By 2033, there will be more Americans over the age of 65 than under the age of 18 for the first time ever in this country. And and of course, this is the demographic group that holds the wealth in this country. Mm. And I think it's important to recognize that in many ways, boomers are the first ever youthful generation in this country and are so distinct than their parents' generation, the silent generation who who fought in World War II. The boomers, they want to stay young. And when I say that, I'm not talking about numerically. I'm talking about their ethos, their character, what they want to do. They still want to go out, out to concerts. They, they want to go play sports. They want to be with their grandkids. And so when we market to them showing a 20-year-old or if we market to them showing someone with a progressed state, it's missing the mark. Mm -hmm. So before I started Joe and Bella, my my, my last business was a marketing research business. and, And one of our largest clients was AARP. And one thing that we created was a specific measure that we called age aspiration. So the idea was we would ask individuals amongst every single age cohort, 20 to 90, if you could be any age right now, what would it be? And So, of course, 16-year-olds would say, hey, I want to be 21, and 25-year-olds would say, I want to be 21. (laughs) But um, where it would get interesting is typically the average age for the boomers uh, at the time of the study, they they told us that they wanted to be in their late 30s. So, that for us was really interesting, but where folks often misinterpreted that is it doesn't mean we should use images of a 30-year-old. No, it's about using the ethos, the character, the, the feeling of being 30, while still representing an individual's numerical age appropriately, visually as well. And so, so that, that's our challenge, but, all, but also our goal.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And maybe they're wanting to feel like they felt in their 30s because I just did an interview a couple of weeks ago with this very interesting lady, um, Catherine Este. She's in uh, Boston and she wrote a book called 80 something. Mm-hmm. And her research, and I started Googling, you know, after I talked to her. And it definitely supported it. The happiest people are the ones in their 80s. We get happier as we get older. So, like your 50s, you start getting happier. It's a, they call it the happiness curve, I believe. And you just keep getting happier and happier all the way up to 90s. So, I, I thought that was really very interesting because most of us would think the opposite, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. She's she's absolutely right. So so many of the everyday stresses of early adult life are are gone at that point. You're not worried about your job. Um, you're less likely to be worried about bills and taxes and the stresses of everyday life. Instead, it's you gotta enjoy being a grandparent. You get to mm-hmm. enjoy retirement. And when I say retirement, particularly for boomers, they look at retirement differently than older generations. A lot of them believe in what's known as career encoring. So it's about going and finding a new passion that could include part-time work, but still something that's really meaningful and personal to their their growth at that stage in their life. So Mm. that happiness curve is, is real. We've seen that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of products out there, um, adaptive equipment and different things to allow older adults to stay active. And that's really important and something we stress a lot on the podcast is that some seniors are embarrassed to have to use a walker. Well, you shouldn't be embarrassed because that's going to continue with your independence because now you can still get around. And I see that with your clothing that you have coming out because that's going to help people if they haven't gotten to the point where they need a caregiver, it's going to be easier for them to go to the bathroom because the clothing is so much easier to you know put back on or to get dressed on their own. So I love that you have this coming out. How many uh, pieces do you have initially?
0: So our first two products are coming out in July. One is called the Carezips Classic, and one is called the Carezips Lux, and they are these fantastic adaptive pants. One is sort of an everyday pants, one is a little bit dressier, but have a zipper functionality just to make that process way easier to dress and undress. But then we have six other products, three for men, three for women that are being designed and developed as we speak. Uh, we actually have prototypes on the way, which is really, really exciting. Uh, so two tops for men, two tops for women, and another pant for men and another pant for women. And, and our goal is is we don't want to stop here. We want to continue pushing, continue developing, continue innovating, because mm-hmm. when it comes to adaptive for older adults, things have been done the same way for a really long time. And for us, it looks like there is just so much opportunity to do exactly what you said, extend independence. And in order for us to to fulfill that mission, we do need that full wardrobe. We do need enough sort of staple items so that someone can fill out the closet because the stats are the top two reasons why someone would move into senior housing is around incontinence, going to the bathroom, and it's around changing clothes. If you can't dress yourself and you don't have family that's able to do it, if you can't go to the bathroom by yourself, that leads to moving into senior housing and senior care. So we really believe that we can help people extend their independence and keep them safer at home for longer than they had been before.
1: Yeah. And it's absolutely giving them their dignity back too. I spoke with a family yesterday and sweet, sweet family. And I had moved the dad into independent living a while back. Well, now he's having issues getting to the bathroom. So he's having some incontinence issues. He wears blue jeans and suspenders. That's his thing. That is his outfit. And, you know, it takes a minute to get the suspenders off. So if there is something adaptive clothing for that, like with the pants, maybe if they're easier pants to take off and he just kind of flips off his, you know, suspenders, maybe that would be a way. But, you know, it's so embarrassing for him. His daughter was sharing with me that he doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't want to go out to dinner. He doesn't want to go to her house in case it happens.
0: Yeah. Look, incontinence is one of those aspects of aging that we just don't talk about. And and I understand why. It, it's really, really hard conversations, hard conversations for children to have with their parents. And there's this stigma around it. But fortunately, what we're building and what a lot of others are building around other types of incontinence products, there are solutions and innovations on the way. And mm-hmm. I do think part of our challenge and, and a lot of other brands that look to help an individuals' independence, their challenge is getting over the stigma of the solution that they're solving for. And it's not easy. And I, I actually even don't don't love the word adaptive because I, mm-hmm. I feel to an extent it almost sounds clinical. It sounds like a hospital term to me. And, and, and so anything that we can do to have open, empowering conversations about how we help without stigmatizing a person's abilities, the more people we'll be able to reach. But it's going to be for us, it's, it's about being step-by-step step and being really consistent with the language that we use, the types of models that we show, the type of branding that we show, as well as then, of course, making a beautiful product that's available everywhere that is indistinguishable from a non-adaptive piece of apparel.
1: I'm so excited that you are filling this space because this is so needed. Tell us again when the products are going to be available.
0: So our first two products will be available July 11th nationwide, as well as in Canada and the UK. And then the next six products will be available late Q3, early Q4, just depending on how all these fun global supply chain issues work themselves (laughs) out. So TBD on those ones, but we feel good about uh, late Q3, early Q4.
1: Okay. And then if someone wants to purchase, how do you, how would they go about doing this? Is it just on your website or is it available no, in it,
0: stores? Right now, it's going to be on our website at joeandbella.com. You can follow us on all of our social, which is Shop Joe and Bella across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and soon to be taken. TikTok, um, <laughs> And then we're gonna have a few partner websites as well. And the other thing that we're doing, which we're especially excited about is we're partnering with those in the senior housing space, including one member of our, on our board is, is Sebi Petris, the CEO of Priority Life Care, which is a network of 50 care communities throughout the country. So these fantastic forward thinking senior housing leaders are, are getting behind Joan Bell in a meaningful way as well.
1: Oh, that's excellent. Great to hear. Well, thank you so much for for coming on and sharing what you're doing. I'm blown away. I think this is great. I'd love to see how things have evolved for you. And I think you're going in the right direction. And this is going to be wonderful and so helpful for so many people.
0: Lori, thank you so much for uh, having me on and and helping us share this story. And uh, we'll keep you posted as we make some progress and, and continue to innovate around adaptive apparel.
1: Okay, sounds good. And I cannot wait to see your photo shoot and we'll share all that on our website too. Yeah. And if you want to find more about Joe and Bella, you can obviously go to their website. We will have information on our website too, including a link back to the first interview as well, where you know, there's a little more detail about how he started Joe and Bella. So it's really, it's an interesting story too. So my website is dot seniorservicescom And we thank you for listening. Be sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know who needs this information. So keep sharing it. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week.